Welcome to the Minecraft Short Stories Podcast. This is indeed another special episode. My last one was in September, and in the last two months, I've gone another 100,000 plays. So I'm back again. This one will follow the same general outline as the last one, with the poll answers, this and stuff about the podcast, and finally, more of my reaction and thoughts on the Minecraft Iceberg by Probot. But before that, I have some shoutouts for the Apple Podcast people, who participated inside the comments in Apple Podcasts on the polls. The shoutouts go to Angela Plays and WJP. Now time for the poll. The poll question was, which was the second mob added to Minecraft? The options are Slime, Skeleton, Illusioner, and Husk. And the percentages of you who voted for them go as follows. Slime, 27%, Skeleton, 57%, Illusioner, 11%, and Husk, 6%. And the answer is... Illusioner. Illusioner was actually the second mob added to Minecraft, even though it was never actually implemented. So, for the second time, I believe, in all of Minecraft Short Stories history, the majority of you guys did not get that. That one was quite strict myself. I personally thought it was Skeleton, so I understand. And now is a new segment which is probably not going to be repeated in any future podcast, really. And this is just some stats about the podcast since the beginning. This is all the stats, not just from the last episode. So I actually figure out how many followers Minecraft Short Stories has on podcast, has on Spotify, not Apple Podcasts. I don't know how to do that. And it actually has around 35,000 followers. So, nice. nice. Minecraft Short Stories has 320,000 plays as of the making of this episode. And the most popular episode is Creeper in the Ocelot Part 1 with 20,000 plays. And 70% of those plays are from Spotify. And the gender ratio on my podcast is 70%, 60% males and 40% females, which is, which is pretty solid if I don't say so myself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And so, to keep this episode a little bit shorter than the last one, where we do not have a story today, but we do have the Minecraft Iceberg, starting with the second layer, and I'm going to do a few entries, I'm going to read the entries, and then I'm going to talk about if I have any experience with this, or maybe I'll just go into the next one. The first fact of the second layer is, is a 2021 mob vote. The third community mob vote Mojang hosted during the Minecraft Live on October 16th, 2021. Like the 2020 mob vote, mobs that will lost this vote could be still be implemented, although the chance is fairly slim. These mobs are the Glare, a grassy ghost-like mob that would alert players if a nearby area is dark enough for monsters to spawn in. The LA, a blue fairy-like mob that will pick up dropped items in a nearby loaded chunks based on what's initially given to it, directing them off either near you or at an oak block. 
the copper golem, a small utility mob that would press nearby copper buttons in a random fashion. Like other copper items, the mob would undergo oxidation and eventually immobilize, although this could be reversed with an axe or being struck by lightning. The glare lost the first round with 11.2% of the 1,280,000 votes, and the alley won the second round with 54.3% of the 1,173,000 votes. The LA is slated to release in Java 1.19. And indeed, it has released in Java 1.19, and I have not even seen them yet. I haven't even tried to either. I just have no use to them since I am not a technical player at all. In fact, I don't usually build a house until I have full diamond armor. And then by that point, I'm bored with the world, and then I start a new world where I do that all over again. So, I don't. Actually, no, I have seen them one time. I've raided a pillager camp, and I've seen them inside a, one of the cages. So, I've only interacted or seen them once. The next entry on the second layer is the 2020 mob vote. The second community mob vote Mojang hosted during the Minecraft Live on October 3rd, 2020. Unlike the 2017 mob vote, mobs that lost his vote could still be implemented, although the chance is fairly slim. It's the duplicate of the above, but with different mobs. The three mobs were the Moobloom, a Minecraft Earth mob that would spawn in the flower forest along with a new flower, the Buttercup. The mob would also have some interaction with bees. The Isolager, a Minecraft Dungeons mob that would spawn on top of mountains, hurling ice clouds at the player. The Glow Squid, a Minecraft Earth mob that would spawn deep in oceans or bodies of water in caves, illuminating them but not emitting light, similar to the eyes, to, similar to the eye glow of Endermen or spiders. The Moobloom lost the first round with 28.3% of the votes, and the Glow Squid won the second round with 52.7% of the votes. The Glow Squid was added as a mob for Minecraft 1.0 for Java 1.17, along with a new drop, Glowing Sacks, that can make glowing arms, frames, or signs with glowing text. It is widely speculated that the popular YouTuber Dream, whether intentionally or not, influenced the vote, influenced the vote by telling the influenced the vote by telling the viewers to vote for the Glow Squid via tweet that garnered more than 100,000 likes. I mean, to be fair, it's either a retexture of a cow or a retexture of a squid, or you could go with a completely new Minecraft mini boss. So for me, it was pretty straightforward to vote for the mini boss. Even though I did not vote inside this one, I was doing something different. I was busy that day. So I don't know how the Glow Squid won, but it's fine. I, I see them a lot. I don't care, though. I don't feel like I would interact with the Isolager either, though. This this vote was pretty low-key. And the 2019 buy-in vote. The second community vote Mojang hosted. The second community buy-in vote Mojang hosted during Minecon Live on September 28th, 2019. Similarly to the 2018 buy-in vote, viewers could vote via Twitter poll to determine the order of priority for each buy-in update. The three buy-ins were the Badlands, where tumbleweeds, vultures, and flowery cacti would be added, the Swamp, where mangrove trees, treasure boats, and frogs would be added, the Mountains, where goats, powder, snow, and brute mountain range generation would be added. Well, I mean... Well, I mean, we already got two of them. We got the Swamp in 1.19, and we got the Mountains. We got the Mountains in 1.18. So, I guess now we're just waiting for the, the Badlands, though. Badlands seem interesting. I don't know if a vul I feel like a vulture would feel too modded, but we said that about the bees in 1.15. Now they're fine. And the Badlands lost a third vote. The Badlands lost the first vote with 14% of the votes, and the Mountain won the second round with 53% of the votes. Featuring for the mountains were released for Java 1.17 and 1.18, with features for the slump were swayed for 
So I guess the Mojang developers really like the swamp, or it may be because the swamp got a lot of votes. And then we have three more votes to go over. This will be fun. The 2018 buy-in vote. The first community buy-in vote Mojang hosted during Minecon Earth on September 29th, 2018. Unlike the 2017 mob vote where only a single entry will be developed and the rest will be scrapped, all bombs featured in the portal will eventually get their listed features. Viewers could vote via tour to determine the order of priority for each biome update. The three biomes were the desert, where palm trees, meerkats, and oasises would be added, the taiga, where berries, campfires, and foxes would be added, and the savannah, where baobab trees, termites, and ostriches would be So far, we've gone the taiga. And not gonna lie, the taiga seems like the lamer of the th seems like the lamer of the three but i mean foxes foxes are nice so i'm not i'm not i probably would would have also voted for the taiga too the desert lost the first round with 15.2 percent of the votes and the taiga won the second round with 65 percent of the votes and features for the taiga released in java 1.14 quite happy there was this one i was way too young to vote on this one i was probably six seven i don't know it was 1.14. Uh, actually, I was probably 9. So, yeah. This one, happy with. Can't wait till we get the Desert and the Savannah updates, though. It's gonna be awesome. And then the 2017 mob vote. The first ever community poll vote Mojang hosted during Minecon Earth on November 18th, 2017. Viewers could vote via Twitter poll. And the four mobs were the Mob A, the Barnacle, also called the Monster of the Ocean Depths, a squid-like ocean mob that would drag players down with a long tentacle. Mob B, the Phantom, also called the Monster of the Night Skies, a flying creature that would spawn and attack any player that hasn't slept in three or more days. Mob C, the Great Hunger, a lizard-like creature that would camouflage itself in the ground and eat mobs and items with a giant mouth, stripping enchantments from items when possible. And Mob D, the Wildfire, also called the Hovering Inferno. A blaze variant with spinning shields to defend itself, as well as a powerful shockwave to attack players with. Why did we vote for the Phantom? Mob D attacks you with a powerful shockwave and has spinning shields. Why did we vote for the Phantom? The giant elytra pig of the night skies that annoys you if you haven't slept in three or more days. And so the barnacle? It looked like it didn't drag players with a long tentacle. It looked like it was a tongue. So does it not have a, is a tentacle for a tongue? That's weird. The Great Hunger. We got that in Grindstones. The Great Hunger would honestly be second to worst thing we could have voted for. In my very personal opinion. Very subjective opinion. The Phantom though. That's just an... I don't know why we picked that. The Great Hunger seems annoying. Marticle seems... Annoying, but it's cool. Like, it's a good kind of annoying, like, drowned. Where they make sense. The wildfire just sounds awesome, though. Mob A was eliminated in the first round with 23% of the... Mob A was eliminated in the first round with 20% with 23% of the votes. Mob D was eliminated afterwards with 20% of the votes. Why was Mob D eliminated? No! And Mob B won the final round with a close 52% of the... With a close 52% of the votes. The mob, the Phantom was released as a mob for Java 1.13. The other three mobs would never get any future implementation, implementation according to Mojang. Hmm. Conspiracy theorists out there would say, Dream also messed up the votes for this. 
saying that the phantom would be cool inside a Twitter post. But that is false. I think. Maybe it was a Discord post. I don't know if that was a thing back then. It's 2017. It actually was. Never mind. Mabe was... Oh, I already read that. 2018 cat vote. A contest that determined the ninth Minecraft cat skin. I have never heard of this. What? Letting fans submit their own cat for a chance to get them into the game. Submissions last from October 13th to November 12th, 2018. And the three finalists by the end were Coco, a calico cat, Zack, a sphinx cat, and Jelly, a white tabby domestic short hair cat belonging to Good Times with Scar. Coco, a calico cat. Let me guess who won. I know it's not the Zack, a sphinx cat, because those are, not gonna lie, pretty ugly. They look like caracals. If you don't know, those are look like weird hyenas, I guess. I don't know. Jelly. I think Jelly got in. Oh, yeah, I'm right. The finalist polls were held on Twitter on November 16th, 2018, and Jelly won with 48.5% of the votes. Well, considering it was a YouTuber's cat, and a pretty popular YouTuber's cat, I am not surprised at all. And we are finally done with the mob votes, and the buy-in votes. Now we get on to some of the snapshots. The joke snapshots. This will be fun. First is Snapshot 20W14 Infinity. A joke snapshot released on April Fool's Day 2020, adding 2 million randomized dimensions that can be- No wait, it's 2 billion randomized dimensions that can be accessed by throwing a book with anything written on it into another portal. In addition, 44 easter egg dimensions were also accessible if their respective words were written instead. Why is this nonsense Minecraft? But a more polished feature. This is amazing. And also probably the most complicated Minecraft joke update because you have to randomly make Bimes generate. Yeah, this interesting. Though I do wonder what would happen if you threw a book in with glitch text in it. Like you, there's a glitch text generator and you can put that into a Minecraft book. If you threw that in, what would you get? Also, how does it know how it's? Hmm. Interesting. Minecraft Plus is the next one. A screensaver collection for Windows, announced by Mojo on April Fool's Day 2021, featuring Minecraft-themed versions of old screensavers Windows computers used to come with. That doesn't seem like a joke. I'll get that. Is that a real thing? I'll, I'll go check afterwards. Minecraft 3D is the next one, also referred to as 3D Shareware version 1.34. This, is a, this was a joke version of Minecraft for April Fool's Day 2019 that referenced 90 shareware titles such as Doom. The most normal changes were default retro shaders, exploding barrels, cheat codes, and models being rendered in 2D via billboarding. Yeah, this is definitely one of a very joke update. Grass, the last few felt like Minecraft editions that I want, though. <laughs> retro shaders. Oh, they added cheat codes? How would you do the cheat codes? Like, some of them are like up, down, A, B, B, would you do W, A, S, D, A, B, D, I don't know how you do the cheat codes. Maybe you put them in chat. Via billboarding. Is that a software? I don't know. Next one is PCX Textures. A joke texture pack for April Fool's Day 2018, replacing the default texture pack. All blocks were compressed down to 8-bit colors, resulting in drastically less detail. Don't we already do that? If we have, like, terrible PCs, don't we already do those kinds of texture packs? Maybe we do it for a YouTube challenge, I don't know. I feel like this was just... 
maybe all the I, I don't know this one seems pretty straightforward it's just a new texture pack next one is Minecraft. <laughs> what a great name minecraft digital leisure device a fake game and watch style game console announced by mojang for april fool's day 2017 i don't know i don't understand this one they're announcing a new game console themed around another game what also game console by mojang i may want to play that they're never gonna release it but i mean i may want to play that actually i bet you can only play minecraft with it never mind next one rv preview one also known as the trendy update this pre-release for April Fool's Day 2016 added a handful of technological features, ooh, such as an ankle monitor that alerts the player if they're far from world spawn, and a smarter watch. This places time, as well as chat notifications for significant milestones are taking damage. Reality vision goggles were also added, hence RV in the version name. These goggles display a 3D mini-map of the player's surroundings, although they also replace text on signs with the word obey, as a reference to the movie They Live. Picture for this? And it actually looks better than most, than like a ton of tech mods. And this was in 2016. We progressed a lot in the modding thing since then. So, I mean, this was really cool. I've actually never even tried an Impulse update, but... Actually, no, I've tried the the one block. That'll probably be next one. Or no, it won't. That'll probably be one of the ones I'll go over. Next one, the Love and Hugs update. Snapshot 15W14A was a joke snapshot for Java 1.10, released for River Fool's Day 2015, when 1.9 was still in the works. Instead of the player taking damage, a love meter would fill up, meaning one was effectively unable to die. Nice, you got creative mode and survival. Also known as peaceful, peaceful bikes can't die. Several other friendliness-themed additions were added too. The player reaches full 8 eight full lines of hearts. They receive the ability to play Minescreeper in-game. Minescreeper? Minescreeper? Is that just Minesweeper with a creeper? Interesting. Minescreeper plays just like the original game. Minesweeper. Except with Minecraft textures slap on. Uh, okay. Do they have to get copyright permission for that? I don't think it was actually copyrighted. They're, they're fine. Next one is T-E-A-V-S-R-P. Store for the Element Animation Villager Sounds Resource Back. That's a long name, dang. On April Fool's Day 2014, Minecraft became heavily villager controlled. Player skins were player skins were have player skins were temporarily villager themed. In-game music was added based on villagers, and all sound effects were replaced with villager noises. Recorded by Element Animation Studios. Although not related to TEAVSRP. Johan Bernhardson, a developer for Pocket Edition, shared an image of the player bouncing a basketball for April Fool's Day as well. That sounds really annoying. Villager noises are already annoying. Imagine breaking a block and there's just... Next one, Java Edition 2.0. A pre-release for the fake 2.0 version of Minecraft containing several joke changes and features, which was released to various YouTubers for April Fool's Day 2013. Minecraft 2.0. Minecraft 2. Still waiting on Terraria 2, but at least you can play Minecraft 2. Next one, Mince Raft. I think we're out of the joke updates. They didn't have the, the one block pre-release snapshot of 2022. That one, that one was good though. Mince Raft. 
the title screen has a 1 in 10,000 chance of displaying mine, Minsraft instead of Minecraft. Never seen Minsraft, but I wouldn't have noticed. I don't even think I've played Minecraft. I don't think I've definitely not opened the launcher for 20,000 times. 10,000 times. Dimension layers. Although it's never actually shown in game, many fans speculate that the nether exists below the overworld due to its hellish feel and the existence of the nether ceiling, while the end is above due to its space theme. In fact, the official Minecraft world border poster right puts the end above the overworld and the nether at the bottom. October 22nd, 2020, Dinnermonk deconfirmed the steering into her post. Well, I mean, like the developers would ever tell you, even though we, even though if you look at some of the contraptions put by some of these Hermitcraft or Psycraft or whatever that's called. They've made things that can break bedrock, so I don't... Yeah, that's already been deconfirmed way before Darabon did. Next one, Infiniminer Inspiration. Infiniminer is an open-source sandbox game released on April 29th, 2009, which inspired Notch to create his own version about a month later. An inscription for one of Notch's early videos released on his old channel, during a bare bones version of Minecraft, then called Cave Game, he writes, This is a very early test of an Infinimire clone I'm working on. And I got a poll where you guys did not know it was Infinimire. Just saying. Open source sandbox game. Yeah, I can definitely see where Minecraft came from. Next one's a game theory. Ancient Builders. A grand overarching theory that starts with an ancient civilization of builders whether humans or otherwise, once populating the overworld and subsequently other dimensions. Natural structures found throughout the game are chalked up primarily to the work of these ancient builders, who sought to conquer each every corner of the earth and build elaborate buildings as a display of their prowess. Upon reaching the nether, for instance, they destroyed whatever, situally, whatever, situals, whatever civilizations the piglins had, leaving nothing but ruined bastions. Eventually, however, some ill threat brought them all first into hiding. Hmm. I can't explain this. Go watch the game theories. I got nothing. Next. Next one. Feeding parrots cookies. Don't do it. When parrots were first added, they were attracted to cookies. As a reference to the famous Polly wants a cracker saying, In reality, chocolate is toxic to parrots. Parrots. The cookie feeding mechanic was changed a few months later. Just that feeding once to a parrot would instantly kill it. The poor kids who updated their Minecraft version and then tried to feed their parrot a cookie. Uh, I feel bad for them already. Next one is quite a widely known one. Disc 11 and 13. Disc 11 is a broken music disc with creepy audio that's way different from all of the other discs. The sound at the end is theorized to be from either an Enderman or simply a scratch on the disc. Disc 13 most likely contains the other half of the story too with sounds of errors being fired as well as a creeper explosion at the end. Yeah, it's Enderman. It's not here, Brian. If you think it's here, Brian, I'm sorry. Unless the developers are covering up for here, Brian. But to be fair, the disc was made before here, Brian, so I don't know how that would work. Or maybe they had. Maybe they're planning on implementing him, which is why it was made before here. Oh, it all makes sense now. But seriously, it was just an Enderman. Uh, I never got him in game. Haven't heard him actually i have heard him i just don't remember what it sounds like again i believe there's a game theory in this i would go watch that next one secret igloo basements 
50% of all igloos have a trapdoor leading down to a dungeon, where a tutorial for zombie villager conversion can be found. Found a few of these. I think they can contain golden apples, so that already makes them an A-tier structure. Right below uh, bastions and nether fortresses, because bastions are just cool, my dude. So, so, yeah. If you want to know how to convert a villager, go look at a zombie villager and a villager inside a cage, I guess. Next one, cave chickens. Sometimes, players can find chickens living deep underground in caves. This was a result of the zombie chickens spawning of a zombie chicken jockeys spawning deep down. The chicken climbing into a one block high gap and subsequently getting the baby zombie. Okay, I have found a group of three chickens. Like, at Y minus 52 or something? How did that happen? There wasn't any grass. Who, who was having chickens down there? Maybe it was the next entry. Herobrine is Notch's brother. One popular theory for Herobrine is that he's actually Notch's dead brother, somehow embedded into the game. The theory result originated as a result of the anonymous creator of the original Herobrine creepypasta, claimed to have found this information through an interview with Notch himself. In reality, Notch never had a brother, though he did have a half-brother. And we don't know what happened to the half-brother since he never said it was. Maybe Notch's half-brother is Herobrine. Hmm. Next one, another reactor. Before Pocket Edition had an actual nether, you had to create a structure called a nether reactor in order to generate a nether spire, inside of which were nether-related blocks as well as a zombie pigman and glowing obsidian. Only the true Minecraft veterans will remember this. I started Pocket Edition, uh, yep, about 1.4.14. Next one, Zoglin. A variant of the Hoglin that's created when it enters a dimension other than the nether. Zoglins attack almost any entity, including armor stands, although with the exception of creepers and other Zoglins. Much like Hoglins, Piglins also turn to zombified Piglin when they enter the overworld or the end. Never seen one? Sounds like I don't want to see one, they attack everything. Interesting mob, it's kind of just a zombie, the Johnny Vindicator, or maybe, yeah, Vindicator. But it's a Zoglin, so it's automatically worse, since you can never get anything past Johnny. And then the final one, sand speeds up sugar canes. Even though some would believe that sugar cane grows faster on sand, as that is where it naturally generates, it actually grows at the sand speed regardless of what base block it's playing on. That seems like a quality of life feature just to make it go faster on, sna on sand. There's actually a mod called Snad. It's your forge. I don't know what versions I have on 1.19.2. That just fixes that small thing that would feels like it would make sense. So if you're really annoyed by that, just download that mod. And that was the end of that. And also the end of the episode. Thank you guys for the journey to 300,000 plays, which is 320 at the time of recording. And hopefully... And maybe even just a few months, I'll be able to do the 400,000 plays episode. And we're only a third of the way to 1 million plays. Which you will not believe the episode I planned for that. Because I don't have an episode planned for that. Uh, it'll still be... Really... Oops. It'll still be a really good episode, I'm sure. So maybe help get this to 1 million plays by sharing with your friends. And also giving this podcast a one-star review. I hope to see you guys inside the next episode.